appreciate about Pastor Brent is what he shares, he lives out. You know, he does. He, it, is, it is from his heart when he shares these messages. And, he, and, he, and I've known him long enough now. I know I see him live it out and walk it out. And it's, it's real stuff. So open up wide and receive because it's going to be good for your soul. Okay, getting getting situated here. Okay, have to be symmetrical. Okay, it's all good. Wow. A little while earlier when, when Susan was bringing it, after, after the uh, worship, I was like, I, I will be thrilled not to preach tonight. Because you guys got it. I mean, you, got, you already got a message. Um, and I told her earlier, I said, I said, I'm really good. I know there was going to be a lot. Of, I knew there was going to be a lot of sharing tonight. And I said, I'm really good if that just goes for a while. Because um, their testimonies do something to us. When we hear about lives that are changed, it's one thing. It's great. It's great to unpack this and to hear what Papa says about us. And we need that. We really do need it. But we also need to hear the stories of very real people who go through very real things and come out the other side victorious because they persevered. They kept going. So um, all, all of you who shared, I just, I loved it. I loved it, loved it. Um, tonight, we're, um, we're going we're gonna, to, I'm going to show you, uh, talk about Blazing Fire's vision. And um, the vision and our core values. Um, what I want to do tonight, we haven't, we haven't done this in quite a while. I, I don't know, it's probably been a couple years since we've really um, uh, talked about our vision like this and, and, um, the core values, we actually did a revised version, you know, new and improved. Hey, um, in the, <laughs> 2.0, there you go. There you go. There's someone thinking in today's language. 2.0, um, our core, which means this, our core values, which I'll get to in a minute. It's not like suddenly we got a whole bunch of different core values. If we did, that should really make you nervous. Like um, I thought the other ones were our core values, like non-negotiables. Um, but actually all it is, is in a sense repackaged there. There's a, there's just slightly different twists because we're, we've changed when we, when we uh, did our first original core values, it, believe it or not, for those of you who've been around a while, it's, it's been like something like 10 to 12 years since we did our first set of core values that you can still find on our website. Uh, the, the other ones, but starting tonight and over the fall, we're going to slowly unveil and talk to you about, about the new core values, um, the new, the newly packaged core values. Okay. But first I wanted to, um, I wanted to share, uh, our vision, which is this, you've seen it for a little while now, so I'm going to say it, um, encountering God's transforming presence. Enjoying kingdom life as his family and awakening world changers. Yeah. 
as in Isaiah, the passage you just read tonight. Was it 52? Awake, wake up, wake up. Um, first and foremost, Blazing Fire is, is, is mainly, you, you know this if you've been here for a while, we're mainly about one thing. We're about encountering God's presence. Not, not just, hey, let's sing a few songs and call it good. Um, I, I, we we want to actually, we actually want to encounter his presence. And as you all well know, this isn't the only place to do that. Um, and what I mean by that is it's not just in corporate worship. Just not, it's not just when we get together, though there's something that God does when we're together and agreeing together that's really extra special. But I also love my alone times with the Lord where um, even, even this last week, I was, I was actually in Mendocino this last week. I was teaching all week at a, um, a YWAM, that's Youth, for, Youth with a Mission, DTS, uh, discipleship training school uh, for about 17 burning young burning ones they call themselves and so I got to talk to them about the father's love all week and help heal hearts and all that good stuff um, but while I was there the reason why I brought that up is because while I was there I had I had a lot of alone time there too and and there were many times in my cabin where it was just me and me and God time and oh my goodness he was just tenderizing my heart and I was crying I, when I'm, I love to cry. I know some of you are like, I don't like crying. I wish I didn't ever cry. I love crying. Um, especially when it's, when God's touching my heart. I love that kind of crying. Um, because you know what it does is it, it teaches you that you're, it shows you your heart's awake. You're feeling something. And when I'm with you, most of the time you're going to see me you know, smiling, happy, joking around, because actually I am an extremely happy camper. I am, I am filled with joy because I'm daddy's favorite. <laughs> so are you. But you can't be happy and joyful about it unless you actually know it and agree with it. That's... By faith. Everything in the kingdom is by faith. It's as you agree, right? So encountering God's transforming presence because information about God loving you doesn't actually change you. Not saying information is bad. It's good to have good information. I'm just saying that's not enough. That we have to encounter him. And I've all, you've heard me say this before, but it's true. I've, I have many encounters. I've had many amazing encounters with the Lord. I've had others that are just like, you know, not like this off the Richter scale, but just like day to day, you know, he comes and warms my heart with a scripture or with a sunset or something, all that kind of stuff. But this is what I wanted to tell you is that you can't make encounters happen. And he, and you certainly shouldn't compare yours to mine or anybody else's because Papa knows how to show himself to you and he will. But here's the thing. He's looking for the hearts that want him. He wants you with all of his heart. He's going to, he does. That doesn't ever change. It's not like he says, well, I'm going to wait for you to want me before I want you. That's, that's the world's definition of something. I don't know what that's not God. 
That's not God. He wants you with all of his heart. He loves you. He pursues you every day of your life. All I know is that somehow when we position our hearts to say, Papa, I want you. I want to see more. I want to experience more. I want to know you more. There's something. Our heart just gets bigger and more open. And, and we go through more healing. And we're just like, Lord, give me all of it. That's when we encounter him more and more. It just happens. Um, so that's the first part. The second part, enjoying kingdom life as his family means that we have, we have decided here at Blazing Fire that, that there's really only one way um, to take this extravagant love and then to, to release it out this way to the world, to be those world changers. And that is that we've got to have a safe place where we find out what, what does love really look like? What's it really feel like? What's it like? Because a lot of us have had really difficult relationships. Most of you have grown up in all, you know, most of us, all of us in some ways, we've had dysfunctional families, dysfunction. So maybe it shouldn't be called dysfunction if it's everyone. But anyway, um, I don't know. Um, just my mind going off for a second. Um, but, but we want to learn what it is to, ha- to be in a healthy family, which doesn't mean a perfect one. It doesn't mean that we don't bump into each other and hurt each other sometimes, even when it isn't our intention to. But how do we actually, how do we actually open our hearts to each other and let, and let each other know what's going on inside of us uh, when that's a scary thing to do. But we're, we're determined to go there. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. And then, and then awakening world changers. You were all born in this time, in this place in history for God's purposes. Do, do you know you were, you were born in the most amazing time in kingdom history ever, ever? That's not, this is not like, I'm not saying, oh, isn't, let's just pretend that this is a really great time to live. No, this is an amazing time to be alive in the kingdom. I mean, he could have plunked you down in the dark ages. He could have, he could have, there's reasons why people were there. There's reasons why he put him there, but, but that's not where he puts you. You're alive today. The, the harvest is coming in. The king is showing himself. We are living in astounding times and you are alive for it. So we want to we want to help with the Lord's help. We're here to kiss your heart awake, and to and see like that. Lord, come and kiss our hearts awake, to know the times that we are living in, to know why you chose us to be alive today. And Lord, thank you that everywhere we go, we are those world changers. Do you agree with that? I want you to say, I am a world changer. No, really. I am a world changer. Yes. Wake us up, Lord. Now, here, here's another way. This is the same. I, don't, I really don't want to confuse you, but this is another way of saying the same thing. It's just in slightly different language to see if maybe for some of you, you get it this way. These are like our three main things of what we feel like we're here for. To receive God's love. I mean, be really good receivers of his love. To learn how to love as a family. And then be love everywhere you go. That's it. That's what we're alive for. So I want to I take a look at the core values. Um, core values are... I... I have some notes that I didn't bring up with me. 
I could do it all without notes, and I probably should, but since I actually took the time to write some, I'm going to put it up here. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, core values. Um, taking a slight break here. All right. These are, our, these are our, what I called earlier. These are what I would call our non-negotiables. If you, it, it would be really good for you to have some core values in your life for you. Um, most people don't think about doing this. Organizations do it, I think, partly because they feel like they have to. You know, you're supposed to. You're supposed to have a vision. You're supposed to have core values. You know what? I, I, learned, from, I learned this from Bethel Church in Reading, that after a few years of Blazing Fire being alive and we didn't have core values yet, and we were still kind of like, we were doing great things, but I felt like we were kind of a little bit all over the place. And they kept saying, you, it's really important that you have core values. And I didn't really get it until I got it. Does that make sense? You don't get something until you get it. I'm like, I finally got it. I'm like, oh, we need core values. Once we started establishing those, they actually became a place of stability for the church and protection, safety. Because what we're saying is, this is who we are. These are the things that are most important to us. And you can come in here and you cannot um, agree with those. And it's not going to change who we are. This is who we are. And this is what we're about. All right? So um, let's look at them. Oh, and uh, I just went there, but that's okay. This is the first one, which I'll explain in just a minute. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. (laughs) Yeah. So, Lord, bless them as they go. Good sleep. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I forgot to mention, before I actually go through these, there's seven of them. I think the first time there was more. We combined some of them and all that good stuff. But um, I want to say this, though, that... um, we are actually gonna we're actually gonna preach over these over the fall, and we're gonna have in most cases there's gonna be two different elders that are gonna share on that particular night. So tonight I'm just gonna go. This is just a broad stroke. In fact, I don't even have that much time left. It's all good. I'm just, this is just gonna be a quick broad stroke to give you an overview, and then we're gonna slowly go into these whenever we don't have guest speakers coming, which we have many coming in the next in the fall. Um, so this is the first one. This is going to come as a great surprise to all of you here. We value enjoying the intimate presence of our good and loving Father. Non-negotiable. This is, this is something we value, and there's a reason why we have it as our first core value. Suzanne and I, um, we have you know, two amazing sons, Derek and Aaron, and they, when, when both of them were really small... Um, like the first, I don't know, half a year, especially of their life, especially after they, after they learn how to sleep through the night. Thank you, Jesus. And we got some, you know, no more sleep deprivation. Thank you, Lord. And then, um, but then they would be, they were in their crib in the next door over. And, um, and so they would sleep through the night. And then in the morning we'd hear this little, and we're like, we were we were so excited because they were up and we were and we were so in love with them and so we would go around to the door and we would look we'd peek in and since Suzanne's conveniently this much shorter she was here and I was here and um, we both look in at the same time and we would just watch them for a while and and honestly that was enough that was it was just 
It was the most wonderful thing just to watch them. They were so dang cute. And then, and then after a while, we would start with a song. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Jesus loves you. Good morning, and we love you too, too. Boop, boop, dee doo <laughs> Every morning. And, and this is what would happen on their end. They would be going, they're in the crib. They just think it's, they're all alone. You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden they hear, all of a sudden they hear the singing and they're like, because <gasps> they can't see us yet, but, but they're just, they're happy and they know the voices mean someone that they love is coming really soon. And then, and then after we sing, we'd come sweeping in, you know, <laughs> and we get to kiss them. And all that good stuff. And you know what? That's Papa's heart for you. I'm telling you, any time we, we experience love like that, there's only one source where that came from. And God was so misunderstood that Jesus had to come and put a face on the Father and say, you guys haven't really known who your Father is. In fact, what was I think it was Todd's post I just saw that Jesus is God's selfie. I love it. Zephaniah 3.17 says that, that your father dances with joy over you. He's so excited about you. He sings songs over you. And we're like that little baby. We're, like, we, we're learning to hear his voice. And we're like, oh, okay, it's, I like this. And I know, I know there's more coming. And along with you, I can't wait for the day when we're with him, with him, you know? I mean, we're with him all the time now, but I'm saying where there's no where we see as clearly as he sees us. There's a, there's a, there's a book in about heaven that I, I read a while back and, and, and the, uh, it talks about being in the throne room and, and just so many of his kids, multitudes in the throne room around him and wave after wave of his love coming through and people just getting wrecked over and over and over again with his love. But can I tell you something? I loved that, and I was crying again. I cry. I was crying as I was reading that. I'm like, yes, Lord, I want this, and I can't wait. And then I said, but that's not good enough for me. Papa, I don't want to be out here. I want to be on your lap. He's, I'm telling you, there's a, he's, he's got more for those who dare to think that you are so favored that you could ask for more but you can see, we keep settling for so little because we think, well, that's all I can have of him. Oh no, 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 no. He's looking for the little baby that just, that's so excited that wants more because he's so in love with you. Oh my goodness. I could talk all night about this, but (laughs) this was just the first core value. And because a picture paints a thousand words, I just put two of them. So here's 2000 words for you. Um, Kisses from heaven all the time. He's looking for ways to bless you and kiss you all the time. I promise you. So ask for eyes to see, you know, how he is blessing you because it's happening always. And if you don't, you know, Daddy, I want to dance, but I don't know how. I want to I do this life thing. I just don't know how. He says, hop on. We'll do this together. Um, before, I, before I go on, 
let this, I want to declare it together. I want to make this a declaration. So this is what we're going to do with each one of these. Just real quick, we're going to say, uh, take the I-N-G off of the first word and we're good, okay? We choose to, and then we're going to say it together. All right? Here we go. We choose to enjoy the intimate presence of our good and loving Father. Yay. And that's you right there. Here's the second core value, celebrating our freedom and healing paid for in full by Jesus. In full. John 3.16, for God so loved, the Father loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but so that through him the world might be saved. Saved. Sozoed. That's, where that, that's what that word is. Sozo. Saved. That just doesn't mean that you're forgiven of your sins and now you've got a place in heaven. That's true. It means so much more. Healed, delivered, set free, made whole in every way. That's what he purchased for you. That's our Jesus. You you were the joy set before him. That's why he endured the cross and scorned its shame. Because he and the Father decided before the foundation of the earth, we have got to have all of our kids with us. Holy Spirit was in on it too. And the Father says to Jesus, Son, three of us, Holy Spirit, Father, Son, we've been enjoying love forever since it goes that way too, right? We've been enjoying this forever. Love, love says we want more people included. We want to include more. We want more people to experience this. Son, would you go and pay the price that they couldn't pay so that they, so that they can come in and enjoy? Yes, Dad, I'll do that. Holy Spirit, hey, would you just go and live in them too after that because they're going to need you so that they can make it victoriously through? Yes. Yeah, Father, that's a great plan. Let's do this. And so the Bible says before the foundation of the earth, this all happened. Book of Revelation. Before the foundation of the earth, the lamb was already slain. God's love for you was never reactionary. His grace was never in, in reaction to, oh, crud, Adam's sin. Now what do I do? Already saw it. Already saw it before it ever happened. You are in God's plan. And, and the moment you say yes to Jesus, you enter, your, your eternal life starts right there. Not someday. You've crossed. Here. Jesus says, if you believe in my words, just John 5, believe in the one who sent me, believe my words, you've already crossed from death into life. Already. Why else would it be in John chapter 11 that Jesus could say, those who believe in me will never die? That's why we're having a celebration. We're having a, we're having a celebrate Donna's life celebration because Donna didn't die. She went from life to a whole lot more life and she never tasted death. That's, it didn't happen. So actually, and, and Art's still back here because he and I have talked about this quite a bit. We, we really, yes, it's hard not to shed a few tears because we, we miss her. Very understandable. But we also, we also want to say, and we celebrate, 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 celebrate her life 
as she was here, but her life that, it, that goes on. So, in other words, we don't have to talk past tense about Donna. You know, she was a wonderful person. No, she is a wonderful person. <laughs> She's just... Anyway, okay, I could go there. So we celebrate our freedom and healing. We're going to talk one night all about this and about all the healing that it paid for, emotional, physical, every kind of healing you can imagine, societal healing. I mean, this gets big once we really start going after this thing. Like, he did it all. So um, if, you, if you don't know Jesus, like, like you haven't, realized how wonderful he is and given him your life would you do that tonight like your whole world will change i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you so so uh come come up and talk to me tonight if that's you come talk to me i think there's someone here all right um what's that oh yeah i wanted i just wanted to show you the picture because this is his healing okay that's it did you see it? Okay. Now we're going back. I forgot to go to the picture. Okay. So we choose is how we're going to start. We choose to celebrate our freedom and healing paid for in full by Jesus. Woo! There he is. Next one. Number three, following the Holy, Holy Spirit's brilliant leading. Okay, I'm going to get to the picture because I forgot last time. Hey, okay. Following his brilliant leading. Now, I had, I had an amazing encounter the very first time I really got to know Holy Spirit, and he filled me in. Whoa, it was, it was wild. It was back in seminary, and as he filled me, every care was a million miles away, and wow, peace flooded me. Um, I, didn't, I had no idea I could experience him like that. I had no idea. I grew up in a very different tradition. Didn't know that was part of the game plan. But this is what I want to say is what we're saying is he comes to fill us. It feels amazing, but it's, it's really not just about the feelings. I mean, God wants us to feel good. Don't get me wrong. That is part of the plan. But he wants, he wants to lead us brilliantly. We just, we just said we want to awake and kiss your hearts awake, right, to be, to be the world changers that you are. How are you going to get there? What are you going to do? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. What's, what's the path? You know, where, 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 where do I go? What do you want me to do? Tonight, many times, even before I got up here, uh, at home and here again, I said, Holy Spirit, what, what do you want to do tonight? Where... Um, you know, come and do what you do, because unless he shows up, and I mean, and he's here, that's not what I mean, but unless he's acknowledged, unless we want to follow his leading, we can do a lot of good things that kind of don't seem to get us the places that we want to go. And a long time ago in Blazing Fire, we decided we're going to roll out the red carpet to the Holy Spirit, and we're not going to be embarrassed when people actually experience him. Um, as a pastor, I don't it's not my job to shut it down. Um, I'm just, sometimes I come along and say, hey, I think that was the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, I'm kind of more of a tour guide. Well, as we turn this corner, look to your left. Um, <laughs> wow, that was something extra special. I can't take credit for that. 
But I'm telling you, the more we did this and the more we have been doing this, it, it's so good. It's so rich. It's so life-giving. People's lives get changed. And, and I tell people this, and just in case you're new, but I, I think most of you are not tonight, but, but it's, it's really not our intent. Like our, our goal, our core value is not to be weird. That's not a core value that we have. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is to follow the brilliant leading of the Holy Spirit. Let Holy Spirit be himself and not shut him down. And when we do that, such good things happen. And so I'm telling you, when Susan said tonight, you know, we're going away. We have not gone before. Suzanne gets flipped upside down on the, you know, zip line. It's not going to look like what we think it's going to look like. We can get, I'm just going to be real and honest here. We can get really arrogant, myself included, and say, oh, yeah, we're that church that follows the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we can't miss him because, yeah, we can. Especially if we think that a month or a year from now it's going to look like this because it's not. And many people have missed moves of God who've been, in, who've been in a move of God and then missed the next move because they want to stay like what they knew. Um, that's not the Holy Spirit. He says, there's something about a fresh wind blowing. Remember the wind blows as it pleases. Remember that in John chapter three, you don't control the wind, but you can put up your sail and decide to go there. All right. We just got to leave it right there. So we're going to agree with this. We choose to follow Holy Spirit's brilliant leading. How are we doing on time? Oh, hey. Hey, we got a few minutes. Affirming the intrinsic worth in all people. Hey, I like that one. But let me, I'm going to pull out my handy-dandy notes to tell you that intrinsic means belonging to a thing by its very nature. So, because all people, not just believers, hear me. Because all people by their very nature are made in the image of God. That, that would be like Genesis one twenty seven, And because all people are his sons and daughters, each one belongs to him and has infinite worth. And I keep telling you this, but God's been doing something in me lately where I'm seeing the glory. in. I just keep seeing his glory everywhere in everyone. And, um, and that doesn't mean like all of a sudden I'm looking and, you know, you're all exploding in bright light. That's awesome, but that's not really what I mean. It's more of this wonder. I look at each person with like wonder and awe and go, fantastic. Wow, God, each one, the creativity of the Lord to make you and to fashion you and the things you like to do and the things that you're skilled at and just, just the ways that you enjoy life, just the way you do, the way you laugh, the things that make you laugh. It's, it's fascinating. And do you know he is fascinated with you? But the only way you are going to have a firm, oh, here we go. The only way that you're going to affirm the intrinsic worth of others is if you believe it for yourself first. You can want to affirm others, but you don't do such a great job until you realize just how amazing you are first, how special you are. Because what we want to do is right there. First of all, we want to get out of our own little prisons, right? And, and, and know who Papa says we are. And then we want to lead others there. This is what we're alive to do. And this is what we're going to do. And this is why we choose to see the treasures in each other. 
Here, I actually had a second picture on this one just because I can. <laughs> Everything has its beauty, but not everyone sees it. And so we're going to be like that little child who sees the beauty. That's like a castle and, a, you know, something magical back in there. And, but we get to see it in each and every person. Every person. And I'm not just talking about here at church. That's a great place to start because we're learning how to do love here. Remember? It's a great place to practice and to learn. But I'm talking about everywhere you go. And, and not, okay, let me just say this. Not just the street people, the people on the street who don't have a home, homeless ones. I mean, that's awesome. Sometimes we, we have to go through that phase. Sometimes we want to pass by those people. Then, then God starts giving us a heart for them. I'm talking about, can we get real for a minute? Your boss. I'm talking about people in your family who you don't particularly want to see on Thanksgiving. I'm talking about, uh-huh. Talking about the salesperson, the fourth one that came to your door in a particular day. Do you see what I'm saying? Like if we could stop. Um, if we could start, if we could see the worth of what God sees, we would treat everybody differently. We really would. All right. That's enough about that one. So we're just going to say it together. We choose to affirm the intrinsic worth in all people. Shaboom. Shaboom. Okay. (laughs) We're getting close to the end here. We value living life wholeheartedly. This is one of the newer ones I'd say in the last several years that's starting to percolate up in this family is how, what does that look like to live life wholeheartedly? You know that proverb, Proverbs 3, 5, that most of you memorized long time ago, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. And we'll just do the next one. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight, right? He will direct your path. All right. One of those. All right. Different versions. Um, the actual, a better, much better translation to that Hebrew, instead of um, uh, trust in the Lord with, with all your heart, is trust in the Lord with a whole heart, which kind of changes the whole meaning of that verse. Because otherwise, you know, when it says trust in the Lord with all your heart, you can actually get back to that religious thing pretty quick and go, um, did I trust him with all my heart today? Um, but... But when it actually says, trust in the Lord with a whole heart, now you at least know what the goal is, meaning it's really hard to trust when your heart is shattered, when it's broken, when it's been stepped on, when it's, you know, when the distrust is there. And so what Papa's really saying is, he's saying, remember that? Remember when you let me into your heart? Could you let me into all of your heart? Could you let me into the places that you're ashamed of? Could you let me into the places that you don't want to show anybody? Because when you let me start healing that up and, and, and actually seeing that I love every part of you, even the broken parts, then you're going to start trusting me with a whole heart. There's so much more to that verse, but we don't have time. And here is that picture. So you're saying, God, here you go. And you know what? It's a little scary. It's a, okay. It's a lot scary at times, especially if you've not had people that have taken care of your heart. It's like, will, will Papa really take care of my heart? Oh, yes, he will. Like nobody here could. He will take care of your heart. So we're learning together to trust him and to 
hold our hearts out there and say, here you go, Papa. I, I believe you. I trust you. So here we go. We're going to say it. We choose to live life wholeheartedly. Great choice. You guys are making some excellent choices tonight. These choices are going to change you. I'm telling you. Okay, we're getting close. Here's the next core value. Choosing connection as the family of God. The time of, the time of doing church is over in, his, in history. You know what I mean? Like, I need, a, I need a fix. I need a weekly fix so I can go somewhere and, you know, do my Christian duty and feel a little bit better about myself until next week and I'll need another fix. That's, those days are gone. We, um, God is really taking us, in a sense, looping us all the way back to the book of Acts, chapter 2, uh, where it describes how, how much they were for each other, how they gathered together. And because they were so in love with each other and so for each other and so I mean, everything they had was in common, others looked on and, and they were drawn to that. They were like, whoa, that's something we haven't seen before. And if we could be really honest in America, we are extremely independent. And I'm putting myself in that category. I'm not saying I'm, I'm just saying that's our culture. So for us to choose family, it's, it's no wonder that it's uncomfortable at times. Sometimes it's going to a picnic and doing fun things. In fact, here, let me show you this cool pic. Because uh, Donna's even up there in the left-hand corner. Um, this is choosing, this is just some of the ways, you know, some of the times we've hung out together. It's kind of fun because these are different eras. Um, you know, the one, Acts 29, way back in the day in our living room in San Ramon is that upper left. There's a, somebody, some people at in and out over in the upper right. This was, uh, there's Lyle and Lonnie and some others. Um, anyway, a whole bunch of people in the lower right. And then lower left is actually really recent. That's the Tillys and Suzanne in her hat just, just a couple months ago. Um, but, so we have these gatherings, and um, because, you know, right now, you're, you're, um, you're, you're getting lifted up, you're getting encouraged, but you don't have to choose vulnerability at all from where you're sitting right now. You know, I'm asking you a little bit when I'm asking you to make declarations, that's a little bit. But I'm saying we, we actually have to choose to be known. And that's what we're going after, and that's where we're going. And, and last year we did Winds of Change. We had, I don't know, what was it, Rest 12 groups, something like that? Oh, 17 groups? Wow. Where was I? That's awesome. We had, we had 17 um, home groups um, from uh, January through June. Many of the groups went on over the summer. Many of you are in those groups. I would say now maybe half of them are something like that are still going and and this is the thing is is we want we're going to encourage and you're going to hear about this more and more in the next several months we want to encourage a bunch more groupings to happen whether but it's going to be a lot less um uh what am i trying to say structured directed um, we, we, we very much want to nurture those who choose to lead groups so that you're not out there on your own somewhere. We don't want that at all. And we're working on those, and we think we're coming up with some really good plans um, to nurture those that want to lead these groups. But we're talking about you could, you could gather with just three or four people. It doesn't have to be geographical like it was last time. It could be around a book study. It could be around a passion you have. It could be who knows. 
Um, Marcos, they want to do a, a Seven Mountains group soon. Um, and so there's different groups that are coming. I promise I haven't forgotten about you, David. Um, but we are running out of time. <laughs> no, no, no. I want you up here. Oh, my gosh. We are out of time. Okay. Here's the thing. I still want you up here. We're going to end with David in one second. I wanted to tell you are adorable. I mean, that's just adorable. Do you want to know how Papa sees each of you? I'm telling you, he sees you in your onesie. <laughs> Woohoo! You know, there's just no way of going from that back to here, but we will. We, we choose connection as the family of God. And this is the last one, which is participating in God's ever-expanding kingdom. This is what I want to say in a nutshell. We're going to unpack this later. Oh, here's a cool picture to go with it. Come on, baby. There we go. Okay. That says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom is huge. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to unpack that another time, and we get to bring it to the world. So whatever you receive, you freely give. You freely receive it, you freely give it. David, come up here. If Come on up. I've asked, I've asked David to share. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give a teeny intro, but to be fair to the children's workers, parents, if you please get them and bring them back. And then after David's done, then we're going to have ministry. Okay. And so I asked David to come up here because he has this awesome heart to know, to know that what we get here goes out there. And so he has this heart to take it to the, to the workplace and he wants all of you to do the same. And I said, just share for a couple minutes. So go for it. Sounds good. Thank you. What an awesome night. And uh, basically what I want to say, what I've thought about is these values really work in the workplace. And we spend a lot of time in the workplace. And in your workplace, if you're a single mom or if you're a a stay-at-home mom, that's your workplace. Wherever you're at, that's your workplace because that's how we interact with the world. We go to the supermarket. We go to the tire store. We go to the gas station. Uh, that's our interaction with the world. And, and we need to carry, as it was already mentioned here by Susan, by Brent, by everybody, we need to be the same person there that we are right here tonight because God is in that, and he will breathe on that, and he will bless us. But, you know, there's a lot of forces in the world that kind of, warp our minds a little bit. And after praying a lot about, you know, exactly what I wanted to to talk about real briefly or testimony was um, going back to a boss I had many years ago. He was kind of a conniver. And uh, uh, I was working on straight commission as a salesman, which is a real joke. I'm a worst salesman in the world. I can't do it. So I had a lot of help from God. I was a Christian. And uh, the values I had were that I needed to serve this man as unto the Lord. The Bible is really clear. And, you know, I have found a lot in the Bible about masters and slaves, but very little about employers and employees. It's just a coincidence, you know. Maybe I need a different translation, you know. But that's the way I see it. And so I served this guy even though uh, he was actually kind of, he was making a very unfair business arrangement. 
And, uh, but I survived, and, <laughs> you know, that's another story. But uh, um, there came a point when after working hard and working hard for several years, I just, you know, I would just like, I remember going into my apartment, lying on the couch and saying, I just had it. I'm pooped. I'm just done. A little while later, a few, that same day, I think, Ring went the phone. He was hired by Siemens, a division of Siemens Medical, and they called me and my two co-workers who also worked for him with the same wonderful arrangement. And they said, we don't want, his contract is run out. We're not going to renew it with him anymore. We want you three to be individually uh, our contractors with the same pay that he was getting. So God cut him out. And he did well. He went off and he was, he's a survivor. But God just did that. And as I was sitting here tonight thinking and praying about it, and, and, but before I say that, I do want to say that I did serve him with the best I could at the time with all my heart. I was not a gossiper. I was not, you know, I was not behind his back all the time, which is a terrible thing. I've seen those situations too, as I'm sure we all have. I realize that that's happened two other times in my career that I've had two other bosses who were very... Un- they, these guys were just harsh. They were pretty honest, but they were really unnecessarily harsh, and God did the same thing. He removed them and put in place... Now, it took year, years. This wasn't like bingo, dingo. It was like a few years, but God did that. He took care of me. Now, what does the world say we're supposed to do? The world says you get a five-year plan and you go there, do this and do that. I'm not opposed to that, and I think that's a good thing to do because we do need to be prepared. We do need to use our brains. We've been given our brains for a purpose, and uh, so we need to use them. But the core values that Brent is talking about are the core values that work in every aspect of life. And to be a real person, I think our goal is to be authentic, what uh, Susan has been talking about that for, and every Brent, everybody. But to be, it's, it's no fun. I remember people that said, well, gee, I don't want to, I like when I'm doing business because I don't have to deal with Christians. Even This is a pastor. Uh, because I don't have to deal with them. I can do what I want, you know. And it's like, no, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He deals with all of us the way that, that he is. He is not going to change his stripes for anybody. He is everything that Brent said and a whole lot more. And, and uh, he is not going to change. We're going to have to change. And it's good for us. So that's the way I see it. So that's it. I'm going to tell him about the opportunity. Yeah. So um, David, um, I just so appreciate his, his passion. I know he's spoken before. Um, and again, when, whenever he and Nancy decide to do that group, we'll definitely let you know. Um, it's again, kind of those are more interested in the seven mountains with, um, Lance Wallnow kind of stuff. They're going to start that up sometimes soon, I believe. Um, now, now you're in trouble, right? It's out there now. Ooh, okay. Um, but I wanted to say this, if you got inspired by this, if you have a story to tell, meaning how are you seeing the kingdom core values being lived out in the workplace, in the home, in whatever the workplace is for you, you know, um, we want to hear you. We want to hear your story. And so as we unpack these core values, we don't want it just to be about, this is our, you know, a church family only in these walls. We want to say, how's 
how's it happening out there? Because we want to encourage you all with that. So if you have a story like that, David um, is the one to come talk to because I've asked if he would coordinate having different ones of you share for like five to ten minutes on a Saturday night, just like one person on a week, you know? Just share to hear a story. And if there's too many of you, another, another possibility, or if some of you really don't like speaking, um, to write it out because we can also put it on our email or we can put it on Facebook. There's places that we can get the, the stories out to encourage each other.